DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to welcome back former University of Utah Athletic Director Dr. Chris Hill. Chris, good morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. No problem. I have to say right now, and I've already had other people say this to me. Okay, Jake, our producer. Commissioner Chris Hill. Doesn't it have a great ring to it? <laughs> Commissioner Chris Hill with $5 million next to my name? Of course it does. <laughs> okay, there you go. I like that. <laughs> and, you know, everything else. But anyway, all right. times. All right. Well, before we get to that, I, I'm curious uh, the way this all played out. And because you know a lot of the players and because it's so easy to text and communicate, I'm thinking that you're not fully informed but you're probably not completely uninformed either. In retirement, you still have a passing curiosity because you, you spend probably more than that, actually, uh, because yeah. you spent so much time working on this. But yeah. when you look at it from the perspective of, you know, the ADs around the league who you know, was this, a, was this a long time coming? Are they relieved it finally came? Did they expect it earlier? Did they think it was still a year off? You know, I, I can speak. I can speak for me, and, and I know the other the other ads out there, the both that I knew that moved on other places are there. They're in a difficult spot, but I, I can tell you that most everybody, including you folks, you knew that this was probably the timing that was going to happen, and the president was going to make a decision, and Larry's when it was going to do his thinking on it, and you know, this came down, and I'm not surprised at the timing at all, given the TV stuff. So you've been involved in a lot of things over a three-plus decade career, so I think you can speak to this. Going forward now, he's going to stay on to the end of June, so they'll start the process to get someone in there. How is that process, do you believe, going to work? Well, I guess from my standpoint, it's going to work that they're going to get, which I have a little challenge with how these things are done now, is that uh, they'll get a search firm. Uh, the search firm will vet a lot of people, talk to a lot of people. The the presidents have probably an executive committee. I think they do have three people. I'm forgetting the Washington state uh, presidents on or whatever. And they'll vet people out, and the presidents will then make decisions. And I just hope that they make sure that they don't have a search firm, give them all the names and not come up with their own or try to recruit somebody. You know, I came from the theory of coaching is that you you have your eye on people always, and then you use a search firm to help you find out what they're making or organize a travel. But at the end of the day, you may take suggestions, but you really want to be out in your mind recruiting the best you can. So with Larry Scott out and the fact that as Pac-12 commissioner, he came from uh, professional tennis. And I've read a lot of stuff that says, in addition to the obvious issues with TV and the obvious just personal style issues, that a pro sports guy didn't completely get what was going on on campus, and there was a disconnect there. So, Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So going forward, there's two ways to go here. One, you get someone who's got a little bit of college experience, but primarily is on that broadcast TV, and now we have to throw in streaming side of things, and they really know that because the Pac-12 just has to get they have to get that right Right, but there's also the thought that they need someone who's primarily college oriented who gets what's going on on campus because there's been such a disconnect but has like secondarily is very strong in that whole broadcast streaming television world do you put do you prioritize one of those over the other I, i first of all you need somebody that's been around 
team, uh, team sports and you need somebody around that knows about football. Okay, because let's be honest, that's, that stirs it pretty big. And then I, uh, I think you find the most talented person. Everybody has to know about TV now. Everybody has to have people in the business that they can count on that know every little detail about it. So I don't think you need to know every little detail because once you do your TV contract, as you know, boom, it's done for a while. So it's not like you're going to be sitting there with all these great TV background, but yet all of a sudden you've got to make things work. I mean, so I think you need somebody that has a, a lot of experience in sport, team sports, but also has a college flavor to it. Otherwise, the campuses, uh, you know, just I think uh, in the past felt a little disenfranchised, and there's nuances on campus that people don't understand. I mean, they just don't get it, and uh, especially dealing with the big-time sports and what's needed there and, you know, who's going to attack the football playoff and say, hey, we got to go to eight. You know, let's be honest, guys, for a lot of reasons, not the is uh, in the best favor of uh, the Pac-12, that's for sure. How much do you think that the conference has got to get it right from the perception-wise in terms of what they were paying this guy seemed to be outrageous, the rent that they were paying in San Francisco and all that. Do they have to clean it up and make sure the perception is that they're really on top of it because it doesn't look good? Yeah, you're right. You're right on the mark, Pat. I mean, they have to change that image of, you know, it's a, it's a champagne office, you know, and uh, – they got to change that mindset that, of course, it needs to be top flight and all that, but the, the mindset's got to be, all right, this is what we got to do, but how do we help these schools and listen to these schools to understand how we can win and get better and not spend time on too much fluff, if you will? So I think there's going to be a big push going forward, and I think we're already seeing it around the edges of some rights negotiations to put a lot of sports on streaming. It's the future. NBC's launched Peacock. CBS has got their deal going. Obviously, ESPN Plus has been up for a while. But the risk for the Pac-12 is, yeah, you'll get money for go to, to streaming, but it can reduce visibility quite a bit, too. You get more money out of fewer people. What is the future there, and which way do you think the conference should jump on that? First of all, I think they should not have seven networks like we had. Yeah. All right? I mean, I think that, and that was defended and defended and you know, it was a frustrating saying, hey, can't we get these sports on a different way and a less expensive way? And, uh, you know, that kind of didn't really uh, get investigated to what I thought. We, we tried, but I, I don't think it got really on the table. But I think you got to go, you can't get away from the brand of ESPN. You know, you can't get away from that brand. If you do, I think you're in trouble. So somehow you got to figure out how to do both and uh, also figure out the third-tier rights. How are we going to do it? You know, the Big 12 has their individual schools do it, and they make some money that way. Uh, who do we partner with? Streaming, you've got to, you're absolutely right on the mark there. That's, that's a, a huge deal, but the Pac-12 needs exposure. Yeah, that's for sure. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, going forward, uh, it was at least a perception-wise to one degree or another, depends on the beholder, but it was thought that uh, Larry Scott was arrogant and, and sometimes could be gruff and that type of thing, and there was a thing involving you that came to light back in the early days. How much does this person have to be a politician? Oh, a lot. Yeah, it has to be a politician with everybody, though. You know, and, and God under, has to understand 
how decisions are made on campuses. And so uh, that person has to be a, a big picture person and, and also somebody that knows what's going on on campus and knows the college nuances. You know, and in this day and age where things are changing, you know, with the, the uh, likeness and image stuff, I mean, that whole stuff has changed so much in the past five years that you've got to be on top of it and be able to support the schools in it. Chris Hill joining us, former Utah Athletic Director. Larry Scott is out as the Pac-12 uh, commissioner. You know, the SEC, it's, it's amazing the p- way they position themselves over the last 15 years because they are definitely in a different place than they were. And a lot of people say getting a national TV game on CBS in that 1.30 time slot every week, it didn't matter how bad the bottom of the league was, the top of the league made the league look good in a time slot when everyone could see them. Well, they've walked away from that time slot to partner with ESPN. There's probably a lot of good reasons to do that. Do you think CBS is going to stay in, and is that something the the Pac-12 should go after? Because most other people are signed up right now. It's not that CBS has a lot of options for that time slot. I mean, they could do more PGA Tour, I suppose. Well, you, you, you know, you do need to you do need to go after that. I mean, you'd be crazy not to, uh, in some form. Uh, you know, CBS. I can't speak for them, but college football's hot. Mm-hmm. Even though we've had this crazy, crazy year. I mean, next to the NFL. That's a pretty darn good property to have. And, uh, you know, I think that it, it may or may not happen, may or may not happen, but you've got to go after it. So if all goes according to plan, next season, Clemson and Alabama, their starting quarterbacks will both be from Southern California. And the reason why I bring that up, I'm wondering how difficult is it going to be for whoever the commissioner is to get Pac-12 football on par nationally because everything has changed now. The world is so much smaller. Every game is on television. And if these two powerhouses literally about as far away as you can get from Southern California can go in and raid not only the two Pac-12 schools that are right there, two to the north, and then the rest of the conference, how difficult does that make the job of the Pac-12 to be able to be where it wants to be? Very difficult. I mean, very difficult. I mean, I I worry about a lot of things with with that. You know, the SEC, besides all the things with TV, they just have crazy support. Let's be honest, crazy support. And in the West, that's not the case. And that's not going to change in terms of, you know, in general, uh, losing team, losing uh, players from California to the SEC is really, really a huge problem. And you know, I hate to say it, but you know, USC's got to win. <laughs> you know, they're 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 ones that can't be uh, continuing to be disappointing because they are the the name brand along with UCLA and Washington, Oregon. You know, and the Utes are you know right there in terms of how they play. You know, but. Uh, they can't keep losing them, and I think part of it is trying to get a winning team on the top. But you, we got to figure it out. And part of it's TV. It's the whole thing. You know, does a kid feel like? Well, you know that I'm telling you, and you know what I'm saying. You guys yeah. understand it. Yeah. So Kyle's part of the problem. He keeps beating USC and winning the division. That's a yeah, problem. Yeah, right. What the, you know what I always say? We weren't minding ourselves, were we? Hmm. We, we didn't behave as we were supposed to when we got in the league and we continue to be in the league. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not team players by winning. <laughs> 
we saw this year there was a couple of games. The Utes had one of them, and then the the Devils and the Trojans had the other. That nine o'clock start in the case of uh, Colorado, I think, when the Utes went over there was ten o'clock with the time change on Saturday morning. Uh, is that something that you would favor for the conference to try to get as much exposure in that window as possible? I, I, I especially think the ten o'clock game in the Mountain would be, you know, once a year. I think our fans could do that. We'd have to figure out how to have how to win the game and then have the celebrations after. Uh, you know, I mean, it's tough in, in Utah with the, you know, the all the little league soccer stuff and all that. But I think getting one time on a national TV at noon uh, back east would would be great. You know, uh, again, it makes it tough on the fans. But you know, with being retired and the game starts at eight thirty, I'm sitting home and saying, "Geez, would I really get up and go to the game now off this couch?" So it right, works both right. ways. It works both ways. Yeah. And our fans have to understand the windows that are out there and be realistic. But I think that's worth an experiment. PK loves the baseball analogy, so I'm going to make one right here. When the Yankees were winning a lot, late 90s, early 2000s, there was this kind of fatalistic, they're always going to be there. Because when you've got that much money and you're really smart and savvy with it, it's an awesome combination for you and it's terrible for everybody else. And I look at the Pac-12 now, and there isn't as much passion for college sports in this part of the country. Maybe people move around more. Maybe it's because all the major markets have the NFL. Um, There's just fewer people in this part of the country than there are in other time zones and other portions of the country. How much are the Pac-12 fans grinding their teeth about stuff that really can't be changed? Because the SEC has now really leveraged its power in a way it wasn't doing 20 years ago. Yeah, I think we I think we made it as a league one of the best opportunities we had uh, didn't get done. And, and the way we played Michigan was there was going to be a twelve uh, pack uh, Big Ten twelve team versus Pac twelve ten teams every year, six home, six away, guaranteed, and it would we'd be able to sell it to our TV market people. So with us having a a non conference game with the Big Ten every year be it home or away, that was a chance to grow our brand. And that opportunity slipped through the fingers. And uh, I thought it was going to happen. I still think it should have, even if we had to reduce a game in the league from nine to eight and guaranteed nine games that way. But that's something that didn't get flushed out, you know. But um, so that that makes it tough, you know. There's things that we need to do, though. But with the one of the other problems we have in the league is you kind of teased about it, about Kyle's – we do have a lot of depth, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, and, and the trouble is that kills ourselves. And then you also um, have nine games. Not everybody has nine. You know, and uh, you guys know I've talked about this. There's always a debate. Do you play a much rougher schedule or do you play a lighter schedule? And, you know, the Utes, if we would have beat, uh, who was it, Washington? or No, Oregon this year, right? We beat Oregon, we'd be in the four. Uh, most likely it would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we didn't have a killer schedule, uh, but a, a Pac-12 team's got to be undefeated non-conference and then hope they only lose one game. But it's scary with the, with the interest and all that. It really is. You guys are right. And my understanding is high school football in California is dropping. What do you mean dropping? The number of people participating. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of the places in the country that's dropping. It's happening all over the country in certain areas, not in the SEC mm-hmm. but, and Texas, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's happening in places like California. 
So you speak of, you know, the Utes having an opportunity there if they would have beat Oregon, and then you speak of how the conference is playing nine conference games. Well, you can argue Oregon, if they would have beat the Utes, they would have gotten in right. because they well, they lose uh, a game earlier. What was it, to Auburn, Auburn uh, at the beginning of the season? And then the conference sort of devouring of itself. The one thing that this conference tends to have is very good skill players and so they get good quarterbacks, they get good receivers and those types of things. Oregon goes down to Tempe in the next to last game of the season. The Sun Devils are on, a, I think, a four-game losing streak. And out of nowhere, they end up beating yeah. the Ducks. And that keeps the Ducks out. And they, they win the game with a, a kid named Ayuk who makes a great catch. And he ends up being a first-round pick. So I'm wondering if the conference should make an emphasis on football Maybe to the extent of you know reducing a game, maybe uh, toning down the schedule. You look at what SC or not SC, the SEC does. They put the Citadel in there for Alabama before it plays uh, Auburn. Well, the conference in the Pac-12 makes the Ducks go to Tempe before it plays Oregon State, and they lose that game. Whereas in the SEC, they're only playing eight, and they're playing a cream puff late in the season, which is essentially a bye. So maybe the conference needs to rearrange and get off the idea of we're a comprehensive athletic conference. We're the conference that wins all the titles. Yeah, and they do in all these other sports, but the one sport that counts the most, they're coming up short. So maybe have a philosophical change. Well, first of all, the, the, the Conference of Champions thing is real, but it's yeah, not it something you need to support like crazy because that brand is already out there in the country. They know we have that, know we have great academic institutions. So you could still have that be one of your monikers or one of the things you brag about, but at the end of the day, you've got to do just what you said with football. And, you know, it's all connected. I mean, dropping from, you know, nine games to eight would hurt the TV contract because the guaranteed games, and it's hard for the Pac-12 schools to get, you know, Big Ten schools in their in their market then, but at the same time it can be done, and you, you look at the schedule and it's a lot more it has to be a lot more nuanced than people think. I mean, if Oregon would have uh, played Minnesota, let's say, rather than Auburn, and they were head to and they won that game, you know what a difference that would have made. Yeah, they still would have had a Power Five game, and you don't want to avoid those because it's a big national brand for Oregon to do that. But at the end of the day, if you have to put all your energy into being one of those four, then your schedule may not be as good as you want. And, and putting all your energy into that's tough. That's why I said if they got to go to eight for a lot of reasons, and eight would be spectacular for the Pac-12. That would be a thing that would help get them in that group. Chris Hill joining us. Do you think the conference office needs to leave the Bay Area just, yeah. just the city proper should have moved to Salt Lake or Phoenix or even Las Vegas has been mentioned? Yes. Yes. I, I think they – I don't know if they can get out of what they did, though, with the real estate contract or whatever. But, you know, it, it's – again, we get back to both the reality of the money, but you also have the, uh, the image of the whole thing. You know, you know why, why are we in, you know, the downtown San Francisco in a she-she kind of place? Did they say she-she anymore or not? I think we, we know now. what you meant. <laughs> okay. All right. I, you know, I, I used to have with a staff all the time. I'd tell some joke about Yogi Berra, and then I realized that most people didn't know who Yogi Berra was. <laughs> One of the great philosophers of all time, too. Yeah. Well, Commissioner Hill, we appreciate a few minutes. 
Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to visit with you and uh, stay safe. Uh, I had my first shot this week, and I'm just uh, staying six feet away from everybody and washing my hands and putting my mask on. And, and as I never leave you without a political thing, man, yesterday was a great day. there you are all right all right thanks chris you guys take care all right chris hill former utah athletic director ready to move the conference office ready for a big i thought he hit that hard the big 10 pac-12 challenge you got to get the pac-12 teams back in that part of the country winning games and building the brand for the whole league oh i think they could win those types of games i mean the big 10 obviously Ohio state is the top dog but the rest of them, I think there's teams that can compete. We've seen it on an individual basis. Yep. Uh, the Utes beating Michigan, the Sun Devils beat Michigan State, and so forth and so on. All right, DJ and PK coming up. Craig Bowlerjack will be here in 15 minutes. Jazz and Pelicans tonight. TNT game. We'll talk with Bowler in about 15 minutes. Stay with us.